Yo, 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 what's up, Sooner fans? This is your host, Jeremiah Hall, formerly number 27 on the field, but always number one in your hearts. Here with me today, you know who it is, my right-hand man, number nine, and still number nine on the field, yes, the Braden Willis, along with our new guy, D. Stutz. And stay tuned for who's number four. This is the podcast on the prairie. Fellas, season three. Jay, easy. What up? Man, long overdue, man. Bro, whoever yeah. would have thought. Ooh. Man, long time coming, man. I'm glad to get back on here with y'all boys, man. It feels like forever, man. I want to start off the podcast with first apologizing to our fans because originally we wanted to get out two episodes. You know how we normally do, like fall camp, you know, all that type of stuff. The new who's the next D Stutz? Who's the next to be Willie? You know, our predictions are normally pretty good. But yeah. um, you know, it's hard when you got an NFL guy on, on a podcast, you know, it's hard to like nail him on his schedule, you know. Big Hollywood. Yeah, man. yeah. I, I I gotta take a little bit of responsibility for that, man. I've been locked in, been focused, Bro. grinding. Nobody told me that, like, you know, so NFL camps are a little bit weird because they're not as physically demanding as y'all's camps uh, studs where like mm -hmm. y'all are practicing like what, like six days on or five days on or whatever. We're like three days on with one day off. So we're like, oh, that's nice. But like y'all, like when y'all started, we had already been two weeks into camp mm -hmm. and then y'all start, y'all finish. And then we're still like two weeks into camp after y'all been done. I'm Dang. like, Camp is like a month, a month and a week long. Like I'm like, yo, but yeah. uh, yeah, I've been locked in, you know, trying to make a team and, you know, just trying to put on, put good days out there, stack of days and everything. So I appreciate y'all being patient with me, man. We appreciate you, bro. Even though you don't have your mic, you know, you still showed up. <laughs> hey, he's a rookie on and off the field now, man. Forget I am, equipment, man. all this, man. Come on. You yeah. know, I, like I like I said, man, I, I got I had a lot of stuff to move out here with, you know, limited resources, man. I was just trying to grab everything that was essential to me and, you know, get it all out here. So it's so weird still seeing the sun out in the background. Yeah, I'm sitting here right. having to use a light, you know, man, I might want to take my hat off. I didn't shave, so I got this little binky hat on. <laughs> I'm in the middle, you know, I just, we finished camp literally yesterday. So like, I'm still like, you know, a little, yeah, a little scruffly and everything. I'm getting a haircut this weekend. So, you know, mm -hmm. we got it on the way. Danny came straight from practice, huh? Yeah, man. It's, it's been a day, man. I mean, be well can attest, man. Them Tanoga Tuesdays, there's something else, man. But yeah. hey, that's good on good work that you need. No, this game no. week. Uh, here, I'm going to be your advocate. Danny, for all the fans, Danny literally had class. What You had class this morning, right? And then mm -hmm. you were at the facility from, what, 11 to just a so few hours practice. ago? I mean, yeah, 11, you know, maybe got some time to watch film, go to lunch, and then 2 o'clock team meeting, get done with practice. You know, we started at like 4, practice at like till 6.40. And then, you know, you got to stay after and watch film with the coaches. And, you know, that sometimes, you know, if you – if it's a good practice, you're in there for an hour and a half. I mean, yeah, I, mean, you know, I, I walked up there you know, by myself. I mean, that's like a you know decision to be great every day because it's, it's easy to you know just go home, you know, go to the crib. But you know, you know how it is, man. You got to put in the extra work. 100%. So you got so you got dinner at Headington and then took it back over to the facility. <laughs> hey, all meals are up at the up at the facility, man. Breakfast, lunch, dinner. What? Yeah, man. They, I mean, they started doing that last year a little bit, uh, too, mm -hmm. Like, we very rarely ate at Headington, actually, last year. Uh, okay. Maybe on a couple uh, circumstances, but they tried to bring most of our meals in the uh, facility. Is it yeah, still on I, third floor, Danny? Yeah, it's great, man. Third floor, you know, they they have a way better variety. Like, I'm not going to lie. Today was uh, steak day and crab legs, man. Steak night, crab oh, legs. Hey, steak night on Tuesdays? Oh. Hey, hey, but now Jay, we got you missed, crab legs. You missed out, Jay. Is crab hey, legs too? Hey, you, you will. You missing out on the crab legs, man. It gets crazy now. Crab yeah, legs. Stay, hey, steak and crab legs, Jay. Hey, hey you, you guys oh. noticed them, them, that, that depth chart came out, man. Those those D linemen all 300 plus, man. I and saw that. I saw it. Cole so, is hey, 311. 
Yeah, Coe's 311, you know, DT's 320. Man, yeah. it's all over the place, man. Just 300. Lineman, unless he's a freshman, that's under 300 pounds. And that's Shout out to Schmitty, huh? Oh, yeah. Schmitty, you know, the nutrition staff, you know, really gone above and beyond. Yeah, that's great. I'm, I'm glad to hear that because a lot of people don't know, you know, in the past, we've kind of struggled with, you know, the nutrition aspect of it. Not that we, you know, didn't have the resources to do it. Yeah. It's just not that like we went without. It. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, we didn't go without. It was just putting more of an emphasis on it so that, you know, we can, you know, perform at a high level, you know. So mm-hmm. I'm glad to hear that. I should have stayed, huh? Man. Jay, hey Jay, look, look, look. I you was thinking ran it the back. other day. Jay, <laughs> I was thinking that the other day. I'm like, man, they they get great food. NIL starting to become more and more pro- uh, prevalent, bro. Yeah. I'm like, some of these cats have been like, you know, living better than like, you know what I'm saying? Like NFL bro, guys. I'm like, man, this, I think this, I made a good living. If there's one thing I despise, and I mean utterly despise about <laughs> being like a normal person, is having to pay for food. Like, oh my god, it's the worst. <laughs> it is such a like inconvenience, bro. Like, what? <laughs> and my mom, bro, my mom grills me, bro. She's just like, yeah, you've been spoiled for all your life. Da 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 da. No more handouts now, huh? Da da da. Now you got to pay taxes and you can get your own insurance now, huh? I'm like, dang, mama, Ooh, chill out. Don't get me started about taxes. Hey, J- hey, Jay Hall, man, it's probably good you left because you know, with all the food we eat, you probably would have been like a left left tackle, maybe moved you inside. <laughs> In the guard or something like that. For your information, sir. For your information, I had less than ten percent body fat my last year there. Thank you very much. Hey man, it was those watery oh, eggs you used to eat, man. Keep you down. <laughs> hey, hey, I will say, I will say though, before one second, before you get on, I will say. Where I'm at, bro, the food is amazing. Like you can get real yeah. you can real life get fat over here. Yeah, so, I'm I'm content. Hey, only OGs remember when uh I, I did a breakfast at Headington and I had to eat, uh, eat them cinnamon toast crunch on the, on the Ooh, plate. Yeah, that yeah, that that, bowl, that right? was uh that was the same day that we were finding like I'm you know I'm not even gonna say that you know what we're just <laughs> I know going. exactly where you're going with that. Yeah, we're not. Hey, thankfully, even gonna say hey, thankfully that. we had Ethan Downs on the team. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> don't say that Ethan Ethan down single-handedly makes up for every one of our mishaps like just from mm-hmm. a spiritual standpoint standpoint oh, he's the good guy he's mm-hmm. a great guy hey man he, that's you don't find many people like him absolutely he's one of a kind bro what a good heart and soul man especially like, oh, yeah. in the locker room bro you gotta have someone like that oh 100 percent. he's the best bro i love that kid danny i've never heard you give a testimony about somebody like that is that just because we're on the podcast? What do you mean I like, give a testimony? Normally, you're clowning people on Twitter. Nah, man. You know, I always got to share the love to the teammates, man. You know, without them, bro, I'd be nothing, man. Especially that, especially the guys up front. Man, especially this year, man. I'm not going to get touched. My jersey should just All be right. dirty from tackling people. Okay. Hey, he's smart. He's smart. He's okay. smart. He knows this is getting out there. Yeah. That boy pulling he's a Dylan Gabriel. Yeah. Hmm. Taking care of the guys. Yeah, I got to do more though. You know, that's something I want to been trying to get in the works. You know, take take my no, guys out. I remember you telling us or talking about that earlier this year. I think in one of our earlier podcasts. And so I've been mm-hmm. seeing a little bit of it. I've, I've been seeing it. Yeah, okay. no, I got. It. We did a retreat that was really cool. Mm-hmm. It was fun. You know, I, I know you know offense usually does stuff like that, but never really on the defensive side of the ball. We you know had the chance you know take all the guys out and just do some team bonding like that. Just you know, my away from the coaches, just us being guys. That was great. I'm glad y'all got got to do something like that. Like that that really makes a difference, you know. Like with bonding and just being together mm-hmm. and everything. So I'm glad y'all did that. That looked like a good time too, by the way. Like y'all looked like y'all had a blast. No, absolutely, man. Especially you know with the transfer portal, man. You know these guys just come in, don't know nobody. So have the opportunity yeah. to you know, meet those guys and you know, leaving the experience, just acting like you've known these guys for years when really it's only been a few weeks. And that's just really great yeah. team bonding for sure. Love that. Hey, real quick, speaking of new guys, talk to us about a fall camp recap. Like We didn't get to experience mm-hmm. what it was like during everybody knows at this point, those who listen to the podcast, fall camp is all day. Uh, first, first, let's talk about that, Danny. Talk a little bit about your schedule, and then we'll move into the actual player aspect of it. 
Man, fall camp, I mean, you guys probably said it before, but you're waking up. Honestly, we low-key, like, got to sleep in, you know, 7 a.m., I think 6.30, when breakfast would start. Wow. So oh, that's not bad. It's okay. kind of like you're pushing it, but, like, you, you can still manage your time. And then if, but if you're, like, hurting or anything, you're up there at 5 o'clock getting treatment. Like, 5 a.m., yeah. like, you got to be up. But, you know, then we transition into, like, I think – you know, weights, I got CTE, so it's hard to look back. So, you know, so long ago, it feels like years, but, um, you know, we'd have weights and then we'd have a morning practice. So then going into, uh, you know, watching film with the coaches and then going to practice, you know, how the rugby fields are a little bit different mm-hmm. over there taking those buses. Actually, did y'all draw? Oh, no, uh, you guys took a bus. One thing I don't like is because like, you know, the, the experience you have, like driving, like hopping in your boy's truck, you know, driving with rugby fields, like, you it's hate the buses, don't you? Yeah, it's some chill yeah. time right before we get yeah. to like, you know go to war. Yeah. But um, you know, going yeah. to the rugby fields, and then I mean, I'm sure you guys saw the clip. I busted my nose open. I, I forget. see it. Yeah, I, I took a uh, tackle with Stog, you know, and I, I have like these new like Axion helmets, and it's like, dude, the face mask is huge on that thing. Like, I don't, I don't like wearing like a, you know, what it's called, a visor. And mm-hmm. so I tapped him in his back plate because, you know, you roll up the shirt because it's 110 degrees out there. And so you're trying to get as much air to your body. But, I, you know, I, he had his back plate out and I tackled him. And freaking what are the chances, dude? I freaking get a back plate to the face. But, um, you know, place to I've actually had something like that before happened to me, too. Uh, I had a, uh, actually, Coach Finley is calling me right now. It's actually kind of cool. Ooh. Really? Yeah. Yeah, he told me he's gonna call me with the the fam. Hey, answer him real quick. See what he say. Okay, best. What up, crew? Hey, I'm on a podcast. Say hi to Jay Hall and everybody. Yo, I'm Coach Finley. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's good to see y'all. Appreciate that, Coach. All right, love y'all too. See y'all later. All right. Hey, That's we're gonna cool. keep that in. It really shows the family, you know, atmosphere. That's awesome. (laughs) Hey, you can't make that stuff up. Hey, so, wait. First off, that's a reason not to have four kids right there. You heard all that yelling in the background? Yes, for (laughs) sure. Hey, B. Willie, you and old girl, you, you, you better be careful over there in San Francisco. Oh man, hey, we got some years before that, man. We uh-huh. should be chilling out oh, man. I gotta, we gotta, we gotta make, you know, so uh, we gotta make a living first. Get a little bit of, you know, stack some money yeah. a little bit before, there you and go. then, you know, we'll worry about that a little bit later down the road. Stack the money, hide the money, dodge the taxes. That's the oh, way. Smart. Well, yeah, your no, that, that's, that's, yeah, that's not official. That's not financial. Hey, Daddy, oh. chill out. <laughs> Back of my mind next time you know, ask the whole little cash. Hey, I am an official employee. Don't don't be getting me in trouble. Oh man, they be taking it right out of my check, but I be like, like who is FICA? Yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> terrible. But yeah, Danny, you don't have your beauty mark anymore. Yeah, I you got good? the stitches out a few days ago, but hey, oh, but, uh, like I was saying, I did that. I did the same thing in uh, college. I got a uh, shoulder pad. I don't know how, how someone's shoulder pad got out the jersey. Went right in between my. Uh, and right in between my uh, face mask, cut me right here. Still got the mark, too. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, you know, then after, you know, practice, man, it's like, actually, I think there's a new rule where you actually get, like, a three-hour break, which is actually, like, kind of nice. But um, Between practice ending and lifting? Practice ending and then a team, another team meeting. And then, uh, mm-hmm. so then, yeah, we'd have that time. I know kind of me and some of the other LBs. Uh, kind of would use that time. Some dudes would sleep. You know how it is in the locker room. You got like beds everywhere. People just sleeping. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we grab some food and it's it's right back to film. You know, you you going right back up there to study. But then uh, you know, go to a team meeting and then film again. It's all meetings. And then some days we'd have a you know, I think like a walkthrough. You know, let's go out in the practice uh, on the indoor. You know, mm-hmm. run through some of the plays we saw. And then, man, you know, we're already you know we're kind of game planning for weeks in the head, man, which is awesome. You know, already seeing the stuff, which is something we couldn't really do last year. But, you know, we're getting ready for not just Arkansas State, but week after week after week, which is something that we couldn't really do last year, but really Coach Venable's just preparing us for the future. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
it's good to hear that he's letting y'all sleep in a little bit because seven sounds very late. Yeah, yeah, you know, that's nice. Mm-hmm. Hey, sleep is the best recovery. So I mean, yeah, like get an extra hour or two. I mean, I guess an extra hour of sleep that that does wonders for the body. So, Danny, what time do you get home? Did you get home? Um, typically around eight thirty nine. Yeah, kind of around the same time now. Wow. Just, you know, class and stuff like that. That's and, love, bro. I remember getting home at nine and waking right back up at like five. Yeah, bro, it's crazy. Like nine, nine thirty. Yeah. And then Coach you would always say, like, hey, you guys, you got a lot of time off now. You guys have got over like eight hours. Yeah. But in reality, I just like sleep. <laughs> he tries to like, yeah. <laughs> pop in the bed and pop him right back out. But um, you know, in terms of guys that really performed well, like fall camp, you know, you know, I was one of those dudes that came in, you know, no one really knew me, but you know, the old heads kind of started to, you know, recognize what I do out on that field. But uh-huh. we kind of had some dudes like that this year, you know, especially at that linebacker room. We got a lot of new dudes coming in you know i you know like i said you don't really know who they are until they step on campus especially you know just summer enrollee dudes but uh lewis carter i gotta give love to my boy out there i heard he's, a lot about he's him tampa dude has like mm-hmm. a legit four like probably a 425 bench and like as a freshman coming in is like insane i remember yeah, I, ridiculous. I, hit, I hit like i want to say like two or not like three like 350 for like five or six I was kind of, you know, feeling myself. Okay, like, that's good. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like, or it was like, maybe it was like 335 or something like mm-hmm. that. He was like, I hit 360 for eight. I was like, bro, there's no way. <laughs> but, you know, he reminds me that's a lot insane. of him. He, he reminds me a lot of like BA, you know, just the way he moves and his instincts, just a, a character like that. You know, not not too tall. He's a little bow-legged. But, um, you know, he, he, he got the instincts, man. And then, uh, you know, obviously a lot of hype around Asan McCullough and you know, the hype is real. And honestly, that that competition between uh, him and uh, Justin Harrington, it's it's neck and neck every single day. Like, yeah, I've heard about plays, that one. Yeah, the plays that those guys make, man, it's like they're so like freak athletes, man. It's, it's just insane. But, um, you know, also the new guys, you know, Sammy, I don't know how to say his last name. I couldn't tell you, but it's like Asamigo. You know, he's another dude at the cheetah position. It's kind of. You know, a little bit of learning curve there, but you know, really up front, man, that D line, dude. Having dudes like Trace Ford, Rondell, Dijon Terry, even man, JK Kelly doesn't get enough hype, bro. That's that's legitimately probably the strongest dude on the team. And uh just you know, that whole D line is just so much improvement from year one to year two. I'm I'm excited, man. But um even the corner play, man, it's it's been great. You know, those young guys showing out, Gentry Williams has been doing amazing. And you know Peyton Bowen, obviously at safety. Peyton, Reggie, mm-hmm. Billy, and Key, like that. Those safety and free safeties, bro. We are so like, like we're we're loaded there, man. It, it's crazy. I wish we could have four on the field at the same time, but they're they're so talented, man. And then uh, transition to the offensive side of the ball. Obviously, outside looking in because I'm not, you know, in the meetings or whatever. How you guys had it, but you know that O line right. looks so good, man. You know the way because you know Coach Venables does a lot of exotic pressures, lots lots of stuff you don't really see. And the way that they pass stuff off, I mean, it's apparent yeah. that Coach Bo is just such a good coach, man. You know, he gets these guys in the portal, and he teaches them up so well where, you know, it's like, damn, like we just installed this new blitz, and they handled it perfectly. And it's just that mm-hmm. battle every day. And I think, at, you know, obviously tight end, having Stog back, you know, that's a big pickup for us. You know, losing, losing some studs, you know, two years in a row. But I think, you know, we'll fill those shoes nicely. And then at receiver, obviously uh, – <laughs> I got to show love to the boys, man. I, I can go on all day about the team, man. You know, Dylan's play is amazing. You know, that running back room, you know, I think really there was a lot of hype between uh, Vontae Barnes and Gavin Salchuk. But, man, Marcus Major and Tali Walker have been another two, one, like another one-two punch, man. It's really uh-huh. like a one-punch combo with those dudes, man. It's, yeah. it's crazy. Like, I love no- the way that you're speaking about your team with enthusiasm, by the way. Yeah, like, I you sound so that. excited, bro. Yeah. That's, that's bro, I mean, good. Very like, that's a great, bro. that's a great, like, sign. Like, like if you're this excited about your team, bro, that's a great sign. Like, yeah, ju- just great. so the listeners know, we didn't tell them he had to say all that. We, oh, we're no, this, just... this is all just me right now, just, you know, kind of just going with it. But, you know, I shoot, man, the receivers are look great, man. I think that was a spot people were kind of weary about. But Drake Stoops, Gavin Freeman, man, those are two, like, white dudes that can play. You know, you oh, guys yeah. See, like, you guys oh, yeah. see Gavin Freeman just going up top on people hurdling dudes like it's just like an everyday thing and uh, you know, big, big congrats to him for being put on scully 
that was an awesome moment, you know, to share with everybody. But, man, I could go on and on about this team, man, especially, you know, last year, you know, having that kind of bad taste in my mouth is just what it from, you know, how the season went. But, you know, there's so much excitement going into, you know, Team 129. Ladies and gentlemen, from the horse's mouth himself, I don't think we could have stated any of that any better. What do you think, B. Willie? I, I, I love, like I said, you know, when you're talking about with that much, you know, excitement about your team, man, man, I, you know, that gets me fired up. That gets me excited because I know how it feels to like just have so much confidence in your team, you know, know how good of a team that you have around you. I mean, it sounds like y'all got depth. It sounds like y'all got depth at a lot of places, which is good because some years we've had great players, but we just haven't had a lot of depth. And, you know, that, that hurts you as the season goes on because it's a long season. So it sounds like y'all got depth. It sounds like y'all got size now. I mean, it sounds like y'all got speed. It sounds like y'all got everything y'all need. Now y'all just got to put it together. The only um, only thing I will weigh in on is y'all, y'all have this talented team. Y'all have all these pieces coming together. Just make sure that leadership is strong. Mm-hmm. You know, to make sure that leadership is strong so that, like, y'all can actually utilize everything that y'all have. Because if y'all don't have a strong leadership, a strong core, which it sounds like y'all have, you know, strong core in terms of getting along with each other, but strong leadership is going to push y'all over that edge. I'm, I'm excited to see it. To piggyback off of what Braden just said, from a practical standpoint, well, what does strong leadership look like? And this is not only for you, Danny, but this is, for the fans as well. One thing that I feel like that we didn't do a good enough job is is being on the same page as a collective inner circle group before things went bad, before the first loss. You know, not to say that we weren't, but we didn't, we we started meeting more like with Link or with uh, an assistant coach just when, when things were when when tensions were tight and we just didn't feel the same. So I suggest that you continue to grab your dinner, not only meet up with the coaches, but see if you can hey be like, hey, leaders, let's just have a little quick, you know, five, 10, 15 minute leadership talk, mm-hmm. you know, start this week off right. That that's the the practicalness behind the uh be a better leader. No, for sure. Especially that's kind of one thing that Honestly, I think this team is missing because I know, you know, previous years we'd always have like kind of just like the player led team meetings, you know, and obviously like some dudes wouldn't buy into that. I think that was kind of like a, you know, it's just kind of how it goes. But I think at the end of the day, those are good for a team, you know, just having mm-hmm. the leader stand up and address issues. You know, I think that was something we didn't really do last year, maybe sometimes, but, you know, I think that's something that we need to implement more. Yeah. It's going to be very important for y'all to have player-led meetings and just a player-led program in general, mm-hmm. you know, cause like we said all the time last year, like a coach can only say so much, a coach can only do so much. Like those guys are looking at you or someone that like a, you know, a Dylan Gabriel on offense, you know, and they're, they're more inclined to like, like this, this is a guy that's doing it every day with them. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. they're seeing you put in all the work, right? And they're like, okay, he's doing everything. He's doing the same thing I'm doing. They're more inclined to listen to you than a coach that's not exactly doing the same thing they are. So it's very important to have a strong, you know, older presence and guys that speak up, you know what I'm saying? Don't let anything slide. I mean, you all know mm-hmm. this. You saw a lot of it, you know, last year. And I think that you're in a, you know, great position, so. Just make sure that, that that's tight because that's going to be the biggest difference. Not for sure. I think especially with Coach Venables, you know, player letters, everything. And that's just something, you know, especially with a lot of new guys. But I think we've done a tremendous job just trying to figure out everyone's role. And that's something that has been awesome for the team. Last touch on fall camp here before we move on. What do you think as a, as a collective, as a defense, as a defensive captain, what do you think that the biggest difference is between last year and the fall camp? And this year in the fall mm-hmm. camp? I think, you know, last year, a lot of dudes are kind of just like kind of figuring things out. You know, I think, uh, you know, kind of with the new system and everything, dudes are not playing as like the best of their ability, dude. They're overthinking their reads, you know, their assignment, their job, and what they're seeing on the field. I think now just kind of just being out there with everyone kind of already having, you know, some experience under their belts, the new guys coming in and being taught by the players, it's really, it's really great. And then we're out there just flying around, having fun. 
you know, making those big plays that are kind of the layups. Yeah, it makes a difference for sure. 100%. Ladies and gentlemen, D Stutz himself, fall camp review. Moving on to our next part of the podcast, an exciting reveal coming up next. Homefield Apparel is a premium collegiate apparel brand based in Indianapolis. They emphasize their commitment to creating incredibly comfortable, officially licensed apparel with vintage college designs. They feature a growing collection of over 150 colleges to choose from, including, of course, Oklahoma. Ladies and gentlemen, Homefield designs are super unique because they dove into the architects and history of each school using unique logos, mascots, iconic moments to create thoughtfully designed apparel they are all about authenticity and nostalgia it's not the typical oklahoma gear you usually see you can find them at homefieldapparel.com where you can see their selection of colleges available and guess what our listeners get 15 percent off their first order with a discount code prairie 23 that's prairie 23 uh it's a perfect apparel to get you ready for the upcoming season so check them out ladies and gentlemen welcome back to the podcast on the prairie Hope you enjoyed your advertisement. And I know there's been a lot of uncertainty with the future of the podcast, with B-Will, you know, making NFL roster, J-Hall being the best finance person in the world. But rest assured, there is a plan for this podcast, an amazing one that has been so hard to keep from leaking out into Sooner Nation media. And I would like to present... Your 2023 season three, episode one, your new host from Ames, Kansas, coming in at six foot three, 230 pounds, Jared, the mechanic, Jared. and the crowd goes crazy. Who would have saw this coming out of nowhere? Welcome, Jaron, to the podcast. It's great to have you. It was great to be here. Thank you guys for having me so much. Oh, man. What an entrance. What? I don't even know what to say. 6'3 is a little generous. I'm not going to lie. It's just a little That's generous. amazing. But I, love I appreciate that. <laughs> I wonder I how he is it. with his girlfriend. Oh, you have no hmm. idea. Wait, who? Never You're mind. Man. This is a PG show. Jaron. Family friendly. <laughs> Bro, it's great to have you on. <laughs> I'm excited to be here. This, this is awesome, dude. Were you expecting this at all? Like, when you got to OU, you are like, I'm going to end up on a podcast or something like that. No, I've actually, like, it's kind of bad to say, but, like, I, I've never been a fan of podcasts. I've always thought that they were stupid. <laughs> Whoa. And what now you're the first, first host to ever be. leave the podcast from Hayes. New host. No, I mean, like, oh, I've had my views changed. I, uh, you know, before I knew this was happening, I actually, no offense, had never listened to one of your guys's, but I've been catching up to them, been uh, been uh, doing my my studying. But yeah, I was never really a fan of podcasts. They were kind of just boring to me, not really my style. But you know, I've 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 come accustomed to them and you know, start to enjoy them a little more. So I'm excited. Bro. It just wasn't the right style for you, huh? Like you know, you just like a lot of dry, like a lot of guys that don't have any humor, dry yeah, podcasts out there. We're a little different, guys. you know. Yeah, I understand. Like, we're, we're gonna revolutionize it. Of course. Yeah, when we first started, we weren't very good, but we got some solid fans, bro. They 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 hyped us up for real. That's really what it was. Yeah. So hey, wait, I never yeah, I never asked Danny, how did you Talk to Jaron about asking him to get on the podcast. I was like, look, Jaron, I have a once in a lifetime opportunity for you. And I don't, I don't offer this type of advice to normal people. You know, I look out for you because you're kind of, you know, someone that I would call a dear friend of mine. And I would say you'd be downright an idiot if you did not accept this opportunity <laughs> to be a co-host on the podcast. You know, I think the predecessors before us have kind of laid the way, laid the foundation for what it mm -hmm. takes to be a, a great, you know, a great player and a great podcast host to develop skills for your future that, you know, kind of, if you can be good in front of a microphone, you can go a long ways in life. And I said, Dang look, this is something you can get great experience with. You know, you would, you should definitely do it. And it was no brainer decision for him. He didn't even think twice, but you know, and then, you know, one phone call led to another, we got the guy. 
pretty much nailed That's it. That's easy. Like you said. That was free agency. Perfect. I mean, come on now. I mean, we're the top dogs in free agency. Like, I mean, it's kind of a no-brainer. We're going to get the top. Recruit. I mean, like, come on, you know, I see, I see these freshmen and, and sophomores, and the young kids at OU making podcasts and stuff, but we're OGs. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on now. Now, it, was, it was really quick on our end, Jaren. We were like, yo, Danny, like, you can pick whoever you want. And then, like, I don't know, maybe 30 minutes later, he was like, I got him. Don't even worry about it. Yeah, yeah I think uh, All right. looking at the dynamic, you know, going from tight end to tight end, seeing the offensive side of the ball, you know, with Link and how that was, and now transitioning to defense, you know, defensive side of the ball, two linebackers, and, you know, kind of seeing more Brett Venable's, you know, kind of point of view on stuff and, I think it's a great transition for the fans. You know, I think defense is kind of the new staple at Oklahoma. <laughs> I can't. Hey, I love it. I, hey, somebody write that down. <laughs> Make that a quote. Yeah, Make yeah. Put that on a <laughs> shirt. On I love it. Hey, I actually was going to say that, too. I love it how it was a tight end, tight end. You know, and, you know, in our offense, y'all know that we did a lot in our offense, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, we split out. Mm-hmm. We're in the backfield. I mean, we did a whole lot. We were almost like a sick quarterback out there. So I love that it goes from us two to y'all two, which are the quarterbacks of the defense. Y'all run everything. Y'all are the staple of that defense. So I just love the d- dynamic of it. And, like, obviously, like we've seen y'all's antics on Twitter and the movies that y'all made and everything like that. So I, I think y'all are great for it. So I'm excited. Speaking of antics, Jaron, how did you let Danny change you into doing all this? Like, I – you, bro, you weren't like this beforehand, were you? Like, what, where, where oh, yeah. did all this come from? You know, I, I, I say it evolved. I've always been kind of a, you know, an ornery person, so to say. So, you know, uh, coming in, I think when we mixed our our personalities together, we just we just grew into this different creature that we really, uh, you know, encouraged <laughs> people to do. We encourage each other to be even more uh, dumb than we originally were. So, I think it's uh, definitely interesting. Do you guys have any planned celebrations for on the field, like after a sack? We were or actually talking about that um, yesterday. Oh, yeah. Matter of fact, someone yeah. asked us the same question. You know, you can see sometimes watching film, like Jaron would make a play, and I'd be right there to celebrate with him, and he would just like walk away, like the dude wouldn't know what to do. <laughs> so obviously, I, we were gonna plan some. You know, right now, we don't. We kind of maybe have like nothing, but we're, we're gonna work on it. We gotta have something cool. Maybe like do some like some sword celebration would be pretty cool or something like that. Please okay. come up with something. Yeah, like, whoever makes a sack, like, stabs cool. the other person, and they, like, grab their chest. That'd be kind of cool or something like that. Grab we their chest. Some, we got some stuff in the works. Yeah. Okay. We, we, have, we you guys thought, have you guys thought about being on the podcast together throughout the season? Like, what can the fans expect from Danny and Jared, <laughs> DJ, the duo? We got to – first off, also, we got to find you guys some nicknames, too, by the way, because Danny and Jared just sounds – I mean, little Stutz. We got Stutz and, I don't know, Jared. Uh, we'll we got to figure out something we'll for you. Out. Yeah. We'll work on yeah. it. But, um, you know, I think I kind of touched on it earlier. You know, you guys really saw the offensive side of the ball. And, you know, we're kind of more involved with the defense and everything, that the ins and outs of that. And I think that will be, you know, kind of a refresher for the Oklahoma Sooner fans. And I know they hear a lot of offense, but I don't think defense gets enough, like, you know, sunshine. Yeah. Hey, you know, a, kind a of piece of advice. Uh. I haven't mentioned this off camera, but you guys will be responsible for getting our interviews from now on. So, like, we can do that. Mm-hmm. So, just a word to the wise: by the end of the fourth quarter, make sure you say something to whoever the player of the game is. All right. And you, you know, it. it's not as easy as it looks. Yeah. You're going to go it, to someone, not. and they're going to be like, "Oh, okay, yeah," and then you're going to go back to them, and they're going to be like, "Oh, bro, today, uh, yeah, man, like." Uh, I got something to do. And you're gonna be like, bro. I've been. I told you this a week ago. So just words of the wise. Just you know, over communicate. Slay on them. You gotta make it easy for them. Four o'clock. Download Google Chrome. Here's the link. <laughs> make sure you got a MacBook or a laptop with a camera. Like, be very detailed. Okay. <laughs> hey, we can do that. We can do that. We got. We got to cut of it. Hey, but not in all seriousness, ladies and gentlemen, um, Danny and Jaron aren't completely taking over the podcast. However, we record on, you know, early in the week. Braden's playing early in the week. You know, I got work and stuff. So at least you'll always see at least me or B. Willie most of the time, both of us. But 
we know that the focus is in the locker room, so we want to keep the focus in the locker room. That's why we got Danny and Jaron. Jaron, real quick, throw some spotlight on you, my boy. This is your official introduction. You know, Sooner fans know you from previous interviews and all this other stuff, but give us give us a glimpse on how you got here, okay? I know you were former, former Clemson commit. You've probably told the story a bunch of times. Now I just saw the the, the game time roster drop. You've taken Danny's spot at the mic. Mm-hmm. How did you get to where you are now? Like, what, what? tell us your story. Yeah, of course. I mean, like you said, originally it was Clemson all the way. Uh, I liked them the most coming out of high school. I was uh, I was pretty pretty heavily recruited there near the end of my high school years. And then, you know, Clemson felt like, like the place to be, you know, uh, particularly under Coach Venables. I, I loved what he, what he brought and, you know, his vision for me. So Clemson was a spot for me. And then, you know, the, the coaching change happened and that kind of threw a rink in my plan. But, uh, you know, ended up working out and I ended up getting here to, to the University of Oklahoma. You know, it, was, it wasn't easy, but uh, I'm glad I'm glad I made it here, obviously. And, you know, getting here, it's it's been nothing but love from from the community and from the team. And, you know, we're just we're really excited about everything that's going on here. And I've, I've loved Norman so far. And, you know, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't go back and do anything differently. You know, I'm, I'm super excited for, for all the opportunities that, that have been have been blessed with here. And, you know, I'm just looking forward to the future not only on this podcast, but on the field. You know what I mean? Hey, that's a baby. So Venables originally told you to stay committed to Clemson, correct? Mm-hmm. So the deal with that is uh, Coach Venables had, had given his uh, his word to, to Coach Sweeney. You know, he's, he's a big, heavy man of his word. He'd given his, coach, his word to Coach Sweeney that he wasn't going to – because this, this, this coaching transition happened before the, the next signing day. It was, it was in that December signing day, that first signing day period. So he – he gave his word that he wasn't going to try and steal any of the, the pre-established Clemson commits or try and take anybody in the portal and that kind of thing. And so, you know, just because he had so much respect for for Sweeney and, and the, the way he's developed him as, as a coach and as a man and, and the decade that he was there. And so basically promised, like, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to take any of these recruits. I'm not going to take any transfers. Like, this is your team. They can do their thing. So when I originally approached him, I was like, man, like, you know, like I'm, I'm coming to Clemson for you. Like I'm going to keep the buck. I'm going to keep it straight with you. I can't, I was coming to Clemson to play for you. And so I want to play for you to Oklahoma. That's, that's what I want to do. And he basically said like, yes, yeah, you know, I, I gave Sweeney my word that, that I wasn't going to allow that. And I, he basically said like, you can't come here. You, I want you to go to Clemson and I want you to try it because I think at the end of the day, what has, what coach Sweeney has going on there is, is a great thing. And I think that you're going to thrive in that system. And, you're going to thrive under the staff that he's going to build the new defensive staff. And I think it's going to be great for you. And I said, all right, I'll, I'll think about it. But, uh, you know, obviously uh, that didn't happen and we ended up where we are now. So wouldn't, wouldn't have had it any other way. What made you so confident in sticking with Oklahoma? How I mean, did I mean, you, I'm, have you always been like that? I mean, Obviously, there's there's Oklahoma that has has such a rich history, and you know it, it being so close to my home. How how could I not hear about it? You know, like every, everybody where I'm from grew up like a, a KUK State fan, and all they ever you know back in the day before K State started kind of sneaking in and beating us for a little bit there, but we won't talk about that. But and it was always always Oklahoma. Everybody was talking about Oklahoma. Oklahoma was was the biggest thing in the Midwest, and it was it's pretty close to my home. You know, I'm a gas tank away in Kansas, so everybody's heard of Oklahoma where I'm from and, you know, we, we know about the tradition and then the history and then, you know, bringing coach Venables, which was my personal relation to it. And that mix, like it was a no brainer for me. And I originally came and visited OU before this new staff got here and they were in my top three. It was, it was like Clemson, Georgia, Oklahoma. And that was my top three. And I, I loved it here. And I loved the, 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 the history and the legacy of the program and, you know, what, the atmosphere of the place, how close it was my home. And I, I thought this could be a, a great place for me to live and play football and, you know, maybe have a family someday. And so when, when coach V got brought in that, <laughs> when coach V got brought into that equation, it just made it, you know, that much more special. So. My boy said, have, have a family. Hold up. Hold up. <laughs> when Danny said, he made a phase. I was like. <laughs> no, I, I asked you that question because for someone to look, a grown man in the eyes at what I'm sure you're 17, 18 years old at this point. And not mm-hmm. only a grown man, but coach Venables of all people and say, mm-hmm. I'm sticking with my guns and I'm coming to you regardless. Mm-hmm. That's, that's heavy. Yes. Like that, it's not normal for, for someone so young to be such mature in their decision-making. Yeah. And so 
I say all that to say, yeah, I'm already impressed. I'm already impressed. High praise from Jay Hall, Jared. That, that means a lot. Appreciate that, Jared, Braden. I don't know. I probably would have been a little bit nervous doing something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you would have done it too. I, I, you know me. I probably would have done yeah. it too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, sometimes you just gotta go for it. You know. I mean. I guess I it's because you, I guess it's because you played a while. When you know when you when you play that when you're a true like six two six one H and you're just out here hoping <laughs> that you get on the field, you you get a little bit more nervous, bro. I don't, I don't okay. know. Understood. I, I, I don't know. All right, so guys, Danny. Also, I didn't mean to say that he took your spot. I'm just saying that he plays the mic. You're no longer at the mic. You're playing outside. I was I was never at the mic, but it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. Okay, my bad, Danny. I mean, Jaron. Okay. You're calling the shots, bud. Am I right? Pretty much. What's it like? You're in charge of possibly the number one defense soon to be in the in the country. It's awesome. I mean, obviously, Danny's in there, and, and he kind of helps out a bit sometimes, and I help him out because he's constantly has no idea what's going on. So, you know, all, all jokes aside, Danny Danny is a big help, and it's it's more like a a dual a dual thing. We're both we're both calling the shots, letting everybody know what to do, where to get lined up, and, and that thing, and so. It's it's awesome, man. Being being in charge of something like that, and you know, it's it's a cool thing. Mm. Danny, how how would you compare Jaron to former players that we we've had? Would you say that he is comparable, or is he just his own his own deal? Hey, Jaron, mute your mute your uh, turn down your audio so I don't blow your head up real quick. But uh, you know, I think uh, Jaron obviously he's a dude that ran a ten three in high school, and I think that's. You know, there's only one other dude that I kind of know stories like, though. actually two, probably, you know, number one, Teddy Lehman. You know, that's a dude that can just flat out run. And, um, man, but the way Jaron, obviously, he's never played linebacker before. That was a huge learning curve. But, you know, the dude, the dude's a hard worker. You know, when Coach Venable is calling him some crazy stuff, you know, he takes it with a straight face, yes, sir, and he responds. And that's something that, you know, it's kind of rare because a lot of guys, you know, come in and get frustrated, you know aren't really figuring it out right away, but, you know, he just kind of – he put in the work, man, to have this opportunity. You know, I'm really proud for him. You know, that's kind of something that he's always talked about with me, that what he wants to do. And, you know, his work, that, uh, work, work ethic is kind of unparalleled, man. He's always doing the extra, man. He's always on top of his game. He always knows what everyone else around him is doing. And, you know, that, that kind of work gets rewarded. And I'm very proud to see what he does on a Saturday, man. I got high expectations. And if he doesn't have, you know, 15 to 20 tackles, it's kind of a disappointment in my books. <laughs> I got the 10, oh, what was it? 10, 10, 6, 7? 10, 3, 7. 10, 3, 7? I got it written down in here in my notes right quick. I was going to pull that up. How? What? <laughs> the wind was blowing. There was no wind, actually. It was a uh, wind legal. Uh, you know, that's actually what kind of really kickstarted my recruitment. I mean, before that, I I was getting recruited, but it wasn't anything crazy. It was like some Midwest schools, stuff like that. And then I ran that 10-3 and like talk about like recruitment exploding, like off the map one day, big four scar, whatever that means, guy one day. Like I got like, it was like, there was a day where I got five offers in one day, like 12 offers in a week. Like it was just crazy. Like every, every high school kid from Kansas wants to play football, call it his dream. Like just crazy. You know, that's, that's obviously, obviously something that, uh, that was, that I can attribute to, you know, the work I put in high school and our high school, my high school coaches getting on me and, you know, realizing my potential and, and basically instilling in me that, you know, if you work for this, you can, you can have it. And so that's, that's something that, that was really beneficial for, for my recruitment and whatnot. And okay. actually, if I, if I could barge in, you know, he might've ran this 10, three and kind of blew up, you know, in the recruiting aspect, but actually Jaron, for a lot of fans that don't know, actually went take a viral on TikTok for uh, these series of dances that he kind of revolutionized. And I think he kind of blew up on the social media aspect of it because uh, I guess he has some moves. So I don't want to leave that out there. I appreciate that. You got some, I think, uh, you got yeah, some we can throw on the clip. You know, a lot of people are going to be like, I've seen that video before. I just didn't know it was him. Yeah, that was that was one of the things I got to Oklahoma is I, I like, showed that video or somebody had found that video and, like, they didn't know it was me. Like, when everybody saw it for the first time, they, they knew, they remember seeing the video, but they had no idea it was me. And, like, wait, wait, that was you? And I was like, I mean, I guess. It's, it's kind of embarrassing. I don't really want to be known as a – I don't want to be known as a TikToker. Like, when you when – you somebody said this to me the other day. When you Google Jaron Kanick, it, it, like the description comes off as internet personality 
And when you Google Danny or either of you, it comes off as football player or football player. Something like that. Oh, so, snap. You're so. <laughs> Google me. I'm, I'm yeah, an Android. So I'm, I'm, I apparently I'm more so known on TikTok than I'm on the field. So I'm looking to change hey, that. That'll, that'll change soon. I'll change soon. Don't you guys they worry. They are going to have a field day with you when you get to an NFL team. Boy. Oh, this is great. <laughs> we just got a new editor, there. supposedly. So I'm already on it. Can I tell Art, Jaren Kanak? I'm going to type it in TikTok. Oh, man. See what comes up. Oh, oh, yeah. All right. I gotta look at it afterwards. Seventy thousand likes, three. No, bro, you got like over half a million likes on this. I'm really wondering. Watch it. I'm not gonna lie. It's it's really like one or two or three videos I posted in the same day. They all got like a couple dozen million views, and that's really all I've done so far. So. Jeez. Hey, honestly though, we might have to have you and be Willie Race because he's always the fastest plays quarterback. Um was the former president in a previous lifetime. You know, he does it all. So y'all might have a little bit of competition going on. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Man. Man. You can do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like hey, it. Come I... on, bro. Let's, let's, hey, be let's nah, be for real here. No, 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 for real. I'm not running no 10-3, so, yeah. Jared came in here and ran like a 4-4, four, four, like 40, like right out the gate. Obviously, I know, for sure. I know. No, I know. But Yeah, that's cool, true. But also, also. Side note, everybody went fast when they first get in there as a freshman. No injuries, no, no losses, that is, that all is that true. other stuff. That's um, fact. I came I in there blazing. That. <laughs> but, yeah. No, no, you definitely got me for sure. But, uh, oh. yeah, you definitely got me. Hey, don't hey, don't sleep, though. The boy's starting to get healthy again. I'm starting to get my, my wheels back. So, you know. Yeah. Speaking of, what, what's it on here talking about Jaron? My dude, my boy just made the 53 man today. <laughs> man of an oh. hour. Congratulations. Yeah. I appreciate it, man. We were talking yeah, about that yeah. before the podcast. No, nah, that's what we should be talking about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I appreciate it, man. Yeah. I appreciate it. It's, it's been a great experience so far. Um, I, I want to say, first and foremost, that, like, when I got there, you know, you, you get there and you don't really know what to expect. It's the NFL. Like, you hear good stories, you hear bad stories, you hear horror stories, you hear, like, okay, that's kind of cool, right? So, like, I've heard a lot of stories about, you know, guys going in and their vets, you know, are not like aren't good vets. You know, they're telling you bet like the wrong play or they're just trying to kind of mess you up a little bit because they feel threatened by you or whatever. But like I've never really I, I, I went to a great place with a lot of great people in the locker room. And, I, you know, I want to shout out my vets, you know, because they they've been great since the day I got there. Like all they do is just help me out. They give me little tidbits. George Kittle best tight end in the game you know he he just gives me constant you know tips and encouragement and he's the first person to celebrate when i do something make a play whatever same thing with the other guys charlie warner ross dwelly troy fumagalli and my other tight end uh, that i was drafted with other rookie camilla too but yeah great room so like you know that that's that also obviously put me in a great situation uh we lost danny danny went dark okay never mind Sorry. All right, but uh, yeah, just to give a quick rundown on how camp's going, I, I went into OTAs. I did really well in OTAs, you know, just getting out there. But the thing mm -hmm. about OTAs is you don't really know what you're doing, per se. Like, you're going out there and playing, but you're like, yeah. like the playbook is still very new to you, right? So you're going in and, you know, you go to OTAs, you have 40 days off where you're like, okay, I'm going to grind on this playbook. I'm going to make sure I'm ready physically, whatever the case may be, right? It don't matter how much you grind on that playbook. I promise you when you get to fall camp, you are not ready. <laughs> you get to fall camp and, bro, you're like, like you know, bullets start flying matter. and after yeah. install, bro, it's like, and they start throwing stuff at you. Like, the funniest thing about the NFL that I've, like, come to realize is that, like, there's really no installs. Like, the first six days for us, we did installs, right? First six days. And then after that, everything goes, right? We have it call periods and everything goes. Yep. But, like, we didn't learn the whole playbook. So I'm in there a couple times and, like, you know, they call a play. I'm like, I'm sitting there. I don't like, what is this? And so I'm sitting up there trying to rack my brain. And I'm starting to put two and two together because I'm starting to understand the offense a little bit better. And then I, I go out there and I do it right because, you know, I 
linked it to some other, you know, combination that we have or whatever. And our coach is like, oh, good job doing that. Uh, I don't think we ever talked about that. And I'm like, yeah, Bruh. but no, nah, it's, it's really cool, bro. It's, it's a lot of work. It's more mental. So yeah, that's the biggest thing I've seen, you know, like, yeah, the guys, there's a couple guys that are bigger, you know, some guys are faster, all that stuff. But I noticed right away when I came in, I was like, I could play here. Like my talent is on par with all these guys. Like I felt the same way when I came to college. The biggest thing I noticed is that guys, the mental aspect of it is so much like they're, they're so sharp. much farther along, you know, mm-hmm. like guys don't take false steps. They don't make bad reads like everybody, you know, they're on it. Like it's just, it's just to another level, you know? So just getting up there, trying to, you know, get to the same level as those guys. And, uh, you know, like I said, bullets start flying during fall camp. All you could do is just study, make sure you're making the least amount of mistakes possible. Never want to make the same mistake twice. And then just go out there and make plays, you know? Um, I did see that the first week that when I got there and I was, uh, I, I did great the first week. And then we start, cause that was installs. The second week that wasn't installs, I started to slow down my play because we started doing collets and I'm like, Oh, hold on. Like, you know, but then after that, I felt like I like picked it back up and I started playing like myself. So mm-hmm. uh, it's been an interesting experience to say the least. It's been a long experience. Like I said, that thing is like a, Camp is like a month in a week. You know what I'm saying? You got preseason games in between that. So you're actually having games and taking reps and all that other stuff. And then you have stuff like, you know, rookie duties. Like I had to go get snacks and, you know, fill the sna- the uh, the position room up with snacks. And, you know, I had my rookie dinner, which I'll speak about in a second. I had a rookie well, talent show. Run you? Hey, man. That boy so had to cut my, my rookie track. dinner. My rookie dinner was in uh, Vegas. Um, so, because we that was where we had our first preseason game. Uh-huh. And George picked a place. Um, he picked a sushi place that was also dueled as like a steakhouse too, which I already knew when he picked that. I was like, no, no, no. Because, bro, sushi in a landlocked state? Like, come on, bro. You know that's going to be expensive. And you yeah. got all these big guys, right? You got my whole tight end room, and they were bringing the quarterbacks with us, right? So you're, you're telling me that, like, a little roll of sushi, that's going to fill up all these guys, bro? No, they're about to – it's like $30 a roll, and they're about to order, like, 10 rolls. Then we had wag, we had all the appetizers. Basically, George was like, just bring us, like, a little buffet of everything. Just get us everything on the menu. And I was like, whatever. <laughs> He started bringing out, they started bringing out wine and we, there was this one wine that all of us liked. So they ordered like 15 bottles of wine. I just started drinking wine and I was like, Hey, however it goes, is however it goes. I'm not, I'm not going to look at the tab. I'm just going to pay it. I'm just going to give a card and, you know, call it a day. They ordered Wagyu, A5 Japanese Wagyu. They had a, uh, I just learned yesterday that my boy, uh, Charlie Warner, a tight end in my, uh, position group. He yeah. was like, uh, he had a tomahawk steak, right? I thought it was just a regular tomahawk steak. He's like, oh no, bro, that was yesterday. He told me, oh yeah, that was the uh, that was the Japanese wagyu uh, tomahawk steak. That thing was like four hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> I was like, whoa. <laughs> uh, but but no, on a real note though, you know, like I mean, it's something that you gotta do. It was a fun, like we had a good time. The food was really good, so you know. It ended up being a total of six thousand. You know, I didn't have to pay that alone though. Me and my other, the other rookie in my group, Cam, we we split it and, uh, you know, yeah, involved in the tip and everything like that. Which, if you get, if you're a, a waiter and you get a tip like that, that's your whole rent right there. Like, that's lovely. But yeah, did that and you know, had a good time. And then we had a rookie talent show. When y'all get some free time, go on George Kittle's page, right? He has this uh, this little reel, and it's a Chubby's commercial where he's basically naked, and he talks about his Chubby line comes coming out. I recreated the video of him doing that and did that for my rookie talent show. So oh, that was smart. cool. Yeah, yeah. I had a, uh, it took me about two off days. That was cool. He thought it was good, so that's all that matters. And, uh, 
other than that, they randomly tell you to get up there and tell jokes. So you got to have like five jokes ready. Uh, and yeah, I mean, just getting used to a new process and a new way that teams do everything, you know, like mm-hmm. we had a process at Oklahoma. It's a little bit different here, but just getting used to doing that and just learning like, you know, about the state, about the city and just the team in general, but it's been a great experience. Got to play my first game in uh, Levi Stadium. That was cool. Um, I now, you know, first week we're going to Pittsburgh. I make the team first week we're going to Pittsburgh, get to play against uh, Trey Norwood and them. Yeah, hey, Pittsburgh got a great team, man. Um, you know, Coach Tomlin always has them ready. They he's never had a losing season. First off, that defense is crazy, and their offense is like actually really good and they like got better throughout the season so that's gonna be a you know a big test for us and you know i'm just excited to be you know going down there for a ride man so it's gonna be fun but yeah great experience long fall camp i can't wait to y'all experience something like that because it is 100 percent worth it you know like all the hard work is worth it it is a lot but y'all do fine so Man, I can't tell you enough how proud we are. Mm. I appreciate that. Hearing, I know we were were getting on to Danny about this earlier in the in in the episode, but hearing your enthusiasm and and your excitement, and even though the the rookie bill was however much, just I know how hard you've worked. I've been there right by your side through the you know besides last year. And so to see you fulfill your dreams and see how happy I know your family is, is uh, I can't even describe. So we're proud of you. Uh, continue yeah. to represent, man. Hey, you got to get the pod a shout out somehow, some way. I don't care how you do it. The pod oh, I, has- did I, I, I told Jay, I, I, I don't think y'all know. Just know that this thing, it goes way farther than like just Oklahoma and fans, bro. Like I got to the Niners, bro. We're doing media day. Our media people handed me like a, a, a like a little bracelet and it had weight room willie on it and they're yeah. like oh yeah when y'all gonna have another podcast no we're just I'm like that. when are we gonna have another podcast i'm like y'all listen to the podcast so i call jay hall and i'm like yo bro they they listen to our podcast during the draft it, bro. bro during the combine it, and everything guys were like you have a podcast don't you oh okay yeah yeah or They'd be like, I heard you have a podcast. What's the name? Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go check that out. So it goes way bigger than what y'all think it does. So yeah. you know, this is this is uh this does build a little bit of reputation for you. It allows people to see who you are before you even get there. So, you know, this is it, it's good, man. We we did, we came a long way. And Jaron didn't like podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> what now, my boy? <laughs> Oh, oh man hey um lastly guys before we wrap things up it's week one danny jaron give us real quick before we before we head on out a preview of what can we can expect this coming weekend man i think you're gonna see a, a suffocating defense and an explosive offense so i gotta say jaron quoting directly from coach v there i'm gonna run the ball we're gonna play fast, physical, aggressive, suffocate them, you know. But we're we're gonna have a good time. We're gonna fly around first game of the season. We're out the kinks, and you know, just kind of show show what we've been working on in the off season and the work we put in. So we're excited for it. I'm so excited. For y'all it. have to do well because my uh, my coach is actually a. We have a coach and actually an equipment guy. One's a Polk fan. He's an OK State fan. And then our coach actually, I'm pretty sure he went to Texas. So y'all have to do well for my sake. So let's go. Hey, we got you, man. Hey, hey, just hey, that game. That's that game's been our schedule since. We've been, you know how it goes, man. It's it's just I I need it. I need I need a little revenge, man. I I still. Side note: I also still catch strays from that game. Like, I've been (laughs) wanting to get on a podcast to say this. Like, I, I love our fans. But I don't know how I catch strays from that game. They're like, y'all happy beating us? We had a tight end playing quarterback. I'm like, I, I tried to do everything I could. <laughs> how am I catching the strays? I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, I, I didn't make the decision. <laughs> hey, B. Willie, word, word of advice for you. As a fan, 
as a fan, when you watch these games, oh, buckle in, buddy. Oh, I'm about to de-stress. I know. Buckle in. My boys got it. Hey, my boys got it down, bro. We're going to be all right. Oh, no, nah, they're going to hold it down. They're going to hold it down. I got the faith. We good. Ladies and gentlemen, that is all we have for this episode. Season three, episode one. What a start to the season. That's all I got. B? Man, I, I, I just want to shout out all the OU fans. And uh, there's Niner fans going to listen to this now. But all the love that y'all showed me today, uh, man, it's been great. So, you know. Shout out, continuous love for y'all, and uh, we'll see you on the next episode. Oh, yeah. Signing off. That's a wrap. There's hopefully I'm actually in frame this time. <laughs> so, yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs>